Christina Driscoll, host of the She's Brave podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me. When our son was five, my husband was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. For the next 12 years, I learned how to be brave, resilient, and live my best life. On the podcast, we're going to meet so many amazing, brave, authentic, and resilient women who share their own journeys of how they learned how to be brave and are now living their best lives. Step into your best brave life with me, and let's go on this journey of how to be brave together. Hey, everyone. It's Christina. I am so excited for today's guest. Okay, you guys, today's guest is Lauren Tatner. She is the podcast host of Law of Happy. She's also an author of a book called You Are Love. She's also an attorney. Okay, she's also a laughter yoga leader. We're going to unpack all of this today. She's also an inspirational clown. What the heck? I am just like so excited. And she's the solo mom to toddler twins. I'm telling you, those twins are probably the happiest twins on the planet. With a happiness expert for a mom, Lauren, hello. Hi. Hi, Christina. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. It's wonderful, wonderful. I mean, who doesn't want more happiness and more joy in their life? Who doesn't want that? I just want to, I always do this. I go for the jugular. I just go right in. Okay, so here's what I want to talk to you about. In 2006, your grandmother's final words to you were, are you happy? That's the most important thing. Let's start right there. I love this. I love that we're starting right there because that's where I feel. I mean, there was a lot before, but that's where it really started for this, the law of happy. That was the main catalyst. So um, starting right there, I was at that time in 2006, I was on my way home from, from my work, I just started my articling for my legal work mm-hmm. to be an attorney. I was finishing my master's in law. I was just doing a lot of work stuff and educational stuff, which which I was which was great. But on the way home from work that day, I was being driven home. I was in the passenger seat, but I had this urge to call my grandmother. I was close to my grandmother, but it was the first time. Like I just had this urge, so I followed it and I called my grandmother. When she answered the phone, I heard or was aware that she was watching her favorite show Jeopardy was on in the background. So I didn't want to keep her, but I just said, uh, hi, buddy. That's what I called my grandmother. And I um, I said, it's Lauren. And I said, uh, you're watching your show. I just wanted to say hi, but we can speak later. And she said, okay, but I just have one question for you. Are you happy? And I immediately got felt choked up because, and because I I, don't, I didn't know why at the time, but I realized that I hadn't paused to ask myself whether I was happy. I didn't even know. I don't even think I knew what that meant. Or how do you feel that? How do you know that? So I felt my emotions start to um, build up in my... So all I did, all I could do at the time was I said, mm-hmm, because I didn't want to start crying. I didn't even know why I was feeling all these different emotions. So she said, okay, <laughs> that's good because being happy is the most important thing. And I'm like, okay, you know, speak soon. And we hung up and I didn't know at the time, but that was 
our last conversation, those were the last words she said to me, because shortly after that evening, my grandmother transitioned, passed away. She, how I like to refer to it is to transition to the spiritual realm. That was my last conversation. I didn't know it was going to be at the time, but it was such a powerful conversation regardless. And the fact that was the last conversation, super powerful and important. And that was really the catalyst for me to just take a pause. You know, I um, pause, just reflect, go within and ask myself, whoa, how am I making decisions and choices in my life? And I, oh, and it's not about being happy all the time. I want to just get that right out there uh, right away. It's not about being happy all the time. We're human. It's not possible to be happy all the time. Like it's not even normal. Like we're just, we're humans. So we we have all of the different emotions. We There are ups and downs in everyone's life. And so that's all normal. But this question are you happy? It just, it was like an important prompt for me to just pause because I hadn't been pausing. I was on autopilot. I realized I was just going through the motions of the day-to-day life and realized I was making decisions based on what I thought I had to do based on the indirect pressures I was feeling just from society. It wasn't anyone directly pressuring me to you know, to get this degree and get this other degree or to, you know, oh, you know, you better get married. But these were all pressures or or things that I was feeling pressured about, just just from society in general, just from the way I was thinking about things at the time. And so this question just got me to pause and ask myself, am I making these choices, doing these things because it felt good and right for me? Or am I making these decisions and doing these things that I'm doing in my life because I'm worried or nervous about what will happen if I don't? People usually say, are you making your decisions out of love because it feels good or because you're afraid of the repercussions of what's going to happen if you don't. So it was just such an important question for me to just pause and reflect. That was my first catalyst for uh, just getting me to slow down and uh, just question, ask myself these questions. How am I feeling? How am I, am I feeling satisfied with the way things are unfolding in my life? So it was such an important moment in conversation that I had with my grandmother at that time. Yeah. And what a gift from her. What a tremendous gift that she gave you And it literally changed your whole life in learning about you. Your whole life is really, really dedicated to this. And I absolutely love it because now more than ever, I feel like we forget. Like I know myself, I've been very, very, very busy with my podcast and in the early months of getting all my new episodes out. And sometimes I forget to actually enjoy it. And what happens is if you have no joy, when when you're not coming from a place of joy or happiness, and you're coming from kind of that fight or flight, like amygdala, you know, state of mind, all that creativity that disappears. And, you know, that's the essence of podcasting is, is, you know, letting the creativity flow, letting the conversations flow. And we have to always step back. And that's why I wanted to have you on my podcast, because I feel like this is such an important element in our life and being successful and being courageous, living life on our own terms is to make sure that we incorporate joy and happiness because our soul wants adventure, right? Like anything that's unexpected is fun, you know, with the right, Right. with the right mindset. And I know that you started your podcast to create a supportive space for people who believe that life is supposed to be fun. How awesome is that? (laughs) Thank you. First of all, oh, there's so many parts that I want to, uh, that I want to mention about this, but I think that whatever 
anybody thinks they want or what they want to achieve or buy or do. It's because they want to feel good or feel better. They think it's going to make them feel good. And these external things could add, you know, to the fun and enhance our happiness if we're coming from a, a place where we're lined up and feeling good from within already. So what I wanted to do with my podcast was just share and have people practice different techniques on how they could feel that inner happiness, inner joy, and uh, from within, raise our vibration and energy so that we're in alignment with who we truly are, so that we could, well, first of all, feel good, because that's all anybody wants is to feel good or feel better. Yeah. And then it's super fun, extra fun, to then when we're feeling good, be conscious of or acknowledge all of the fun momentum we're creating, where we allow more fun things and more cool things to come into our experience. So that's super <laughs> extra fun too. So yes, I was excited to create this podcast where we can create this community and for, for doing that. And I feel that you're doing something amazing and very, you know, similar in the sense that you're speaking to inspiring people and hearing stories of how people are just doing incredible things. So we're in harmony or in alignment with, uh, with all that. So I'm so excited to, to be having this chat with you. Yeah, but I want to make the point that even in the case of me where I'm saying I'm showing braveness by having a podcast, but if I'm doing that without any happiness or joy, then there's no point in it. So, you know, if this is such a great conversation today because we're bringing in a whole new angle, you know, because my podcast is all about people doing courageous things. And a lot of times it's about people's like, for example, starting a business, being an entrepreneur, that kind of a thing. But if we forget to be happy along the way, whoa, we're like on the wrong path. <laughs> exactly. So you know what? Sometimes I like to just jump right to the practical and we can continue talking about it and it's fun and important to talk about it too, but there's nothing like experiencing it and feeling it and you know, practicing it. So we didn't discuss this in advance, but surprise, <laughs> but surprise to you. Can, can we do a simple fun exercise that we'll do together and that listeners can join us? Um, I would. Yes, I would love okay. that. Let's go for it. Okay, cool. There are so many different tools and ways that we can have fun, feel good and raise our energy or vibration. Laughter, like you mentioned, I'm a laughter yoga leader. So laughter is one of my favorite go-to techniques because it's something that we can do right away and, and almost immediately feel positive effects. And we're using laughter as an exercise. We're not relying on our analytical mind to like, you know, decide is something going to, or is our brain going to find something funny and we're going to laugh? We're not relying on that right now. We're choosing to laugh on purpose for no reason, just to get the benefits. Because what's cool is that our body doesn't know the difference, whether we're laughing because a joke made us laugh. So, you know, if we're laughing spontaneously, or if we're choosing to laugh and kind of simulating the laughter, body doesn't know the difference as long as we're laughing for at least 10 minutes, like a sustained amount of time. And we're laughing, you know, from our diaphragm, like a hearty laugh. This is cool about uh, laughter, doing laughter as an exercise, because we get all the amazing benefits of laughter. There's so many benefits and we can get into that, you know, at another time if you'd like. But the bottom line is, is laughing makes you feel good. So that's the, that's the, the, the most fun thing I find with anything. You get all of the other physiological benefits, releases good feeling hormones and so many important benefits. So let's get right into a, a laughter exercise. Oh, and I tell people just have an open mind because it could feel silly or funny at first because okay. we're not used to like just laughing for no reason if we're adults. Like <laughs> kids do this. <laughs> so this laughter game that I like to do, I call the, the name game. So I'm going to start, I'm going to say my name, I'm going to say my favorite color, and then I'm going to start laughing. 
and then you join in, you, Christina, and listeners can join in and laugh with me, with laugh with us. Okay. Then it'll Sounds be your good. turn. Okay. okay. So I'll go first. Okay. Hi, my name is Lauren, and my favorite color is blue. <laughs> Lauren, Lauren, that is so ridiculous because I have to tell you something. Guess what? Truth. My name is Christina, and my favorite color is blue, also. That's crazy. Is your your shirt blue? It is. Oh my gosh, you're wearing a blue shirt too. This is crazy. Yes. Yes. My eyes are blue too. Hey, you are like so ridiculous. You're like totally putting your eyeball right up to the camera. Can you see it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Total ridiculous. Very good. Very good. Yay. <sighs> okay. Thank you. Oh, and with laughter yoga, we, we laugh. We also breathe. Because breathing is important too. Yeah, so we that's can... <laughs> what I'm finding. I'm taking like some deep breaths now. Yes. So we can we can breathe in together. And breathe out. <laughs> <laughs> and the laughing, the hearty laughter, it, like I said, does so many amazing things. It also, when we're laughing like that, it helps us get rid of older sail air from our lungs. So it, it gets, us, oh, gets yeah. us to exhale like um, more fully as well. But then it's also important to just, you know, remember to then breathe in again <laughs> and be aware of our breath. And so sometimes I like to also, when I breathe in, I like to just also have my arms float up while I breathe in. My arms are floating up, I'm breathing in, and then my arms float down and I breathe out. Oh, that feels really good. Like the arms get expanded when you lift Mm -hmm. your arms up as you breathe in. Yeah, arms up, breathe in, Mm -hmm. and down, and we exhale. Very good. So thank you for doing that with me and being open to that. And I tell people, you know, when they're trying laughter yoga or laughter exercises for the first time, all you have to do is be open-minded and don't force anything like we're simulating the laughter, but just, just be gentle with yourself. Uh, just allow it to flow. In, and then you find that, or I find that the more we practice laughing on purpose, mm-hmm. the more fun it becomes because the more familiar it becomes like anything. And then the laughter flows. And then I find it can become contagious when you're doing it with somebody else. Even right. when you're doing it by yourself, I've done it, but I do it by myself, you know, on my own. and then I, I start to, you know, simulate laughter. And then sometimes I'll just get really into it. And then I just can't stop laughing. <laughs> so it's, it can be even contagious when you're doing it by yourself. Oh my gosh. It feels so good. Good, good. Yes. I feel even better now. So thanks for doing that with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. I wanted to run something by you because I feel like I, thank God, my husband, I just recently got remarried this last summer and my husband has a great... Thank you. And he has a great sense of humor. And that's really good for me because I tend to be like a little bit too much on the serious side. And so like, for instance, my parents came down from Canada. Um, You're in Montreal, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. 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 So I grew up in Vancouver, but okay, I did. Yeah. But I'm in Seattle now and they came down to visit and, you know, my husband's really good with me about 
watching funny shows, shows where you laugh. And mm-hmm. one of our favorite shows right now is a, it's actually a New Zealand show and it's filmed in New Zealand. It's called Under the Vines and it's really cute and it's really funny. And we put the TV on. We were like, oh my gosh, they're going to love this show because we just laughed through the whole thing. And my parents did not think it was funny. Like they were just <laughs> like, they're in their 80s. They don't, I just... I mean, why do you think that happened? I mean, I think it's something to be aware of that with some of us, as some people get older, they get maybe more serious. And I don't think that's a good thing necessarily. We need to maybe focus more on the laughter and the joy. Right. You you said some interesting points here because, you know, watching a funny show is amazing. Like my go-to to laugh would be the, you know, reruns of the Golden Girls. It just makes me laugh, you know, but everyone has a different sense of humor and that's okay. Yeah. So that's, what's cool about laughing on purpose with laughter yoga or laughter exercises, because we're not waiting for or relying on a show or something to like, or somebody to appear in our day to, you know, to make you jump around or make us laugh. We're not chancing laughter or laughing. We're, we're choosing to laugh. We're bypassing the critical analytical mind yeah. and our like sense of humor yeah. Um, we're we're going right to the physical activity of laughter to get the benefits and to get the good feelings that come with uh, when we laugh. So, but it's normal, like for, you know, not everybody finds the same comedian funny. Not everybody finds the same shows or the same jokes. Everyone has different sense of humor. So, so laughter yoga sort of anybody can participate no matter their age nice. or what their sense of humor or language is even because language can be a barrier too. I know that I'm bilingual, I'm fluent in French, but humor often is, can be a cultural thing and if you or, or you know uh, based on language so like if the language isn't your first language there are certain things that can go over one's head if it's if humor or jokes are done in another language so you can not catch the the humor if it's in, not in your first language so with laughter yoga no matter what the person's first language is or languages they can laugh everybody can laugh uh, when you're choosing to laugh on purpose we're not relying on our mind to kind of analyze it and and does your mind find it funny or not so that's why laughter yoga is such a fun exercise. Um, yeah, but it's great normal, point. like you said. Normal, like you said, like where you know you can find a show super funny, but somebody else may not. And yes, and I also agree that if we don't practice laughter as we get older or go on, you know, chronologically speaking, like you know, just um, go through life and more time goes on, and we're not practicing laughter, it can just we forget how to laugh or it doesn't flow. But the good thing is, is that once we start practicing laughter through. Yeah. Yeah. Laughter exercises. Yeah. It comes back. Like, it's like they say, it's like, I feel it's like riding a bike where, <laughs> yeah. where for a while I hadn't until I started laughter yoga, I wasn't practicing. I was laughing as a kid, like choosing yeah. to laugh, you know, being silly for no reason with my friends as a kid. But then as I got older, I stopped that because I was told over the years, like, you know, settle down. It's not, why are you laughing? Like, you know, for no reason, like, you okay? <laughs> you know, just, yeah. You know, I mean, like, you know, like, it's not, I was, made to feel over the years that like you don't just laugh all the time for no reason so I stopped doing that so when I started laughter yoga when I started taking the courses to become a laughter yoga leader at first I was just like ha 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 like (laughs) I was having a hard time finding my laughter again but it really didn't take long for it to come back all that to say most of you know we do it as kids and then no matter our chronological age when we're older, if we, if we start practicing the laughter as an exercise, it'll come back, but we just have to be patient with ourselves and be open-minded. Yeah. Like as we've been having this conversation, it did take me back to childhood to my best friend. And 
we literally drove our mothers nuts because we would get together <laughs> and, and giggle. And then it was just kind of feed off each other. And it would just, it would just be laughing back and forth. And it was, you know, it was just, it felt so good. It was so therapeutic throughout childhood yeah. to have a best friend that, that you just like everything. We, we could just make anything funny and it, we would just make, everything was funny. Everything made us laugh. And my mother says to this day that we were driving her crazy. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, it's, so I have a burning question for yes. you, Lauren, because I think I'm, I'm not the only one. I think my listeners out there have this question too, because a lot of us aren't naturally super funny. We're not naturally super into laughter. So for someone like me, I'm, I'm like really excited about this. Like I'm excited about everything you've said today and I'm realizing I need more laughter in my life. So what's my next step? Like what's something really simple that I can do in my life to bring more laughter and joy today? <laughs> so, I'm so excited. There's so many. Question. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, but but, let, but I mean, but let's take it one uh, step at a time and I'll give you an exercise. So, you know, you could do it by yourself. I mean, there's so many, you know, there are different laughter exercises that you can do by yourself because, you know, not everybody in some people live on their own or, or not everybody is ready to laugh when you may be ready to, you know, do it as an exercise. So let me see. You can pretend you're on the phone. Like, I've done this actually when I've been outside where something pops into my head and it makes me laugh, but I'm walking in public and, I, and I'm and i starting to tell myself, no, 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 maybe it's not a good time. You know, don't laugh now. You might look a little funny or I don't want to scare anybody, you know, if I'm walking on the street and laughing by myself. So what you can do is you can take your phone. Okay. Nobody has to be on the other end. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> and you, so what I did in this situation when I was walking outside was I, I took my, my cell phone. Nobody was on the phone, but nobody knows that. Yeah. And <laughs> I held my phone to my ear and I pretended somebody just told me a joke. Oh, I and love I it. Like, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you can do that if you're outside and you, you know, I don't know, something pops into your head and makes you laugh and you're like, oh, no, 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 don't laugh, don't laugh. But you can't, the more you tell yourself not to laugh in a situation where you think you shouldn't be laughing, you're going to laugh even more. So to save yourself with that kind of situation, yeah. just take out your phone or even put an earphone in because nowadays people, or even pretend you have a tiny earphone in and you can be like, oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Even if you don't have your phone in your hand, you can literally put like your finger in your ear like you have like a, a wireless earbud in your ear. Yeah, Very clever. Exactly. Yeah, so you can do that in that situation. Or even if you're home, you can take, you know, if you still have a landline uh, or anything, you can put it on your ear. Like I have been toddlers and I don't know how they know how to do this because I'm actually rarely on the phone. But anyway, they, they usually take like a device. <laughs> yeah, like, like you're holding your remote and using it as a phone, right? I don't know where they get this from, guys, but sometimes they'll take a remote <laughs> and they'll put it to their ear and you can do this, you know, you can just start laughing and pretend that somebody just told you the funniest thing, but, but you're, but in reality, you're laughing for no reason. <laughs> so yeah. that's an exercise you can do by yourself. Yeah. Um, you can also look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Laugh with you, not Just laugh like, at yourself, laugh with yourself. You know? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll be washing the dishes or something. And, you know, I want to be doing something that'll raise my energy and get me to feeling good. So sometimes if music is on, I'll just start like oh my gosh. moving. <laughs> I'll be moving. You know? <laughs> 
and uh, and dancing and watching, or, or you hey, that one that one would make me laugh. If if I put on some music, I look so silly when I'm dancing. Like I, you know, I have no sense of rhythm, so I will just be laughing with myself. That'd be that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So those are just different ones you can try uh, on your own or <laughs> out in public with your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that leads me to another question I'm curious about. And just, I want an honest answer because you do have two toddlers. So life is very, very busy right now. But Mm -hmm. how, what do you have a morning routine? What's your morning routine? (laughs) Okay. She's laughing already. (laughs) (laughs) With toddlers. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. (laughs) <laughs> it varies. Okay. okay. I mean, their schedule is as consistent as possible, but for me, it varies depending on what I feel I have to do or is a priority. So, so this is a great question. So if I wake up before my toddlers, which doesn't always happen, but if it does, then I'll be like, oh, you know, I can, I can take this moment to do a laughter exercise on my own, just start laughing. Or what actually is my go-to in the morning usually is just to stay lying down or if I prefer to, to get up and, and fight, basically find somewhere comfortable to sit or lie down where I can just close my eyes and focus on my breathing and mm. just do something that's going to allow me to tune anything else out like mm-hmm. so that I'm not like the hamster is no longer spinning like a mad wild hamster on the wheel <laughs> we all have our uh, thoughts that are going on our mind which is good because we're you know it's it's a beautiful thing to be alive and 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 have a beautiful mind but but it's it's also very helpful to do something to quiet our mind to allow it to slow down so find a quiet place I set my timer on my phone like I use a meditation timer so that after the five minutes because I can set I set my timer for five minutes once the five minutes are up it's a nice uh, relaxing Tibetan bell that rings (laughs) not a jarring alarm clock sound so I, I set my timer for five minutes put my phone on airplane mode so that for five minutes, I don't risk having somebody call me or I'm not disturbed by the sound. Then I will yeah, close my eyes. I'll breathe in. And when I breathe out, I will hum. So I breathe in and then I breathe out and go like this. So I do that for two reasons. It allows me to focus on the sound of my humming and then when I'm focused on that, I'm not focused on, you know, oh my gosh, what should I be doing? Is somebody trying to reach me? What should I do later? Like I, I'm not overanalyzing or analyzing anything. I'm focusing on the simple hum. And I feel the hum resonating in my body. And that feels relaxing for me. Everyone's different. So, you know, and there's so many different ways that we can quiet our mind. This is just one of my favorite ways and people can try it and see if it feels good for them. Um so that's my, what I like to do as early in the day as possible so that it helps me just let go of any resistance or any feeling or thought that doesn't feel great. It just allows me to let go of it and to what I like to say is realign with my inner being or realign with my true self just to line up again. Yeah. And then be aligned. I find, yeah. Yes. find your alignment. Yeah. Exactly. And to let go of just the chatter and the that hamster for a moment. And then it allows, I find that the, there's no specific time it should be done, but I find that the earlier in the day that I do it, it allows for the rest of the day to unfold in just a more relaxed, flowy way or in a, in a more relaxed way. And it allows more good things to just flow with ease into my experience. That's what I find. 
there's a book called The Magic Morning, Hal Elrod, if you ever hear him interviewed, he, you know, it's so basic. Like I listened to his interview and I thought, well, I already know this stuff. But when I listened to him, he just had a lot of really good pointers. And that was one of them. Like he, he basically studies the habits of really successful people and what their, their morning rituals are. And he found that there were actually six of them. But one of the things he also says is, you know, why the morning? Why can't I do like three or all six of them in the, in the afternoon? And he says, because the sooner you do it, the better you feel for the rest of the day. And do you want like half your day to be kind of bad? Or do you want your whole day to be great? Do it first thing when you wake up in the morning. Yes, I completely agree and feel that way. But you know what I like to remind myself <laughs> is that we're human and sometimes you know the day will oh my gosh like time will fly and like and I realized one second yeah it, that happened to me today where it was just so fast-paced this morning like with with other you know um, practical things that I had to get done like and and I just found that for whatever reason well you know uh, I didn't have a chance to do my breathing this morning I did it yesterday morning but this morning it just I couldn't fit it in. And that's okay. I tell myself, okay, don't beat myself up. No, you know, don't be like, Oh my gosh, now I ruined the day. No, I, I just kept doing what I had to get done for my twins and for um, other parts of my day. And then before this chat with you, I took five minutes to do my humming, you know, this, uh, so in the afternoon, early in the afternoon, and then I did a little dance party. I just allowed my, my body and myself to move to music and to sort of like shake my yeah. arms and just yeah. do like a thing to, to get myself moving and to raise my vibration that way too. So all that yeah. to say, I did these things this afternoon instead of the morning. And yeah, I think that's... that's- okay. Yeah, I think that's fantastic, Lauren. I think that's great that you remind us because I'm the same way. Like it doesn't happen every morning. Sometimes the morning gets away from me. But my attitude also is like, oh, you know what? If I have time to do it now, let's get some of these things done now. It doesn't matter if it's the afternoon already. Just go ahead and do it because, yeah, we're human. Not every single day. We're not robots. We're not going to, you know, do everything perfectly every single day. Right. I, I have a really interesting question for you that mm-hmm. I want to ask you, and I'll tell you where this question came from. But the question is, what is the relationship between contentment and joy? And the reason why I wanted to ask you about that is, you know, my dad, my dad's in his late 80s. And like in this last year or so, he he's talked about that. He said that he personally strives more for deep contentment rather than joy. So what are your thoughts on that? I, I like this question <laughs> for different reasons. And, and um, I, I ask myself related questions too, and it's often come up because of the name uh, that I've chosen for my wellness practice and, and my podcast, Law of Happy, because I often hear people. So that's interesting that, that he may, mentions the distinction between contentment and joy. And I've often heard it asked with like joy versus happiness, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that everyone can have different definitions or feelings about certain words. They can have different meanings yeah, and feelings for each individual. For me, regarding happy and joy, for me, I use those two terms synonymously. I know not everybody does, and that's okay. I don't judge other people, but I like to then try to understand what is their definition of it so I can then have a conversation if they want about mm-hmm. that. But, but yeah. for myself, joy and happiness, I use them synonymously. So, but I know that's not the question. So the question here is, is contentment or being feeling content and then joy. Mm-hmm. So what it sounds like to me, because it's all, it's so subjective, I think semantics and um, 
But for me, it sounds like if I think a feeling can have so a feeling of peace from within where one's life is and where things are, where they are right now and how things are unfolding or where they are right now. For me, that would, that's how I would define that feeling of contentment. It's like synonymous maybe with the feeling of peace and ease with respect to how I'm feeling about where I am right now in the present, maybe in then joy Am I feeling like high vibration? Like Yeah, no, I would say joy is high vibration. And I think you're really the answer is what you mentioned, which is our definitions of contentment and joy vary so much across the board. And I really think that with my father, being content is also joyful. So I think they are intertwined. And I yeah, yeah. In his case, they are, you know, but here's the question I think that you probably have gotten a lot. And this is, I don't want to cut you off, but I just want to mention that that feeling of peace is also, I think on, on the emotional scale or vibration scale, I think that is also on the high vibration end too. So I just want to mention that, that that is a good high vibe or good energy feeling, that feeling of peace. So I just want to mention that that's yeah, Very so you're too. you're basically saying that peace and joy are really closely connected as well. I love that. Yeah, I would That's agree with that. How I feel. Yeah, yeah. That kind of answered my question because I was going to ask, I mean, I think a lot of people when they hear the word joy um can go to a negative place and say joy isn't sustainable. How many times have we heard that? It's not sustainable. So like talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's a great point as well. And that's why I start off, you know, always uh, when I talk about, let's say the name of my wellness practice or uh, the name of my podcast, Love Happy, it's not about being happy or feeling that excited or, or a joyful feeling all the time, because it's not, it's really not possible. It's not sustainable, not possible. We're human and there are ups and downs in everyone's lives. So hang on a second. I want to stay on track with your question. So I agree. And I feel that we're even blessed to, to, uh, and it's important to feel the different range of emotions because they tell us so many things. And I think the key is all about acknowledging or identifying the particular feeling or emotion, realizing that that emotion that we're feeling in that moment isn't who we are, it's how we're feeling mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's, it doesn't define us. So like if we're feeling sad, I don't believe in saying, well, I'm a sad person. I think that you're you're experiencing this sad feeling in this moment, in this circumstance, and that's normal and perfectly okay. Whatever you're feeling, I feel is okay. It's, it's exactly what you're, what you are meant to be feeling in that moment. And then what I like to do is, is so if I'm having like not so good feelings. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed or sad or frustrated, I try to, as soon as I can, I try to be aware of my feeling, know that it's not who I am. It's how I'm feeling in that moment. And then I like to see if I can shift my thought to something that'll allow me to feel a little bit better or offer me a little bit of relief. And it's something I play around with because I'll think like, if I'm feeling frustrated, I'll hang on a second. I know I'm being general here or vague. I'll come up with with a thought that's related and, and and ask myself, okay, does this thought make me feel better or make me feel worse? So I'll like play around with thoughts and then how does it make me feel to try to get myself, to offer myself a little bit of relief. Yes. So I don't know if we want to get into specifics to make it clearer, but and I don't I want to make sure I'm I'm sticking to your to answering your question. But I, I do see the emotions as being on a 
scale or a ladder. And we can't jump from feeling like at the bottom, like feeling completely overwhelmed or depressed to popping right up immediately to feeling the sense of joy and happiness and bliss. We, we can't make that extreme jump. It's not possible. So I see it as a, a ladder or a scale where we thought by thought can get ourselves feeling a little bit of relief, a little bit of relief, mm-hmm. a little bit better, a little bit better and, and mm-hmm. going up the emotional scale. Mm-hmm. And I often hear, you know, um, f- feeling frustrated. It sounds funny, but it, that's feeling a bit better than feeling completely overwhelmed and depressed. We have a little bit more energy when we're frustrated, like when we're completely overwhelmed and depressed, we're like, sometimes, you know, you can feel like you can't even move, but when you're feeling frustrated, it's like a little bit of like, there's action. Yeah. yeah, A little bit more like energy that you're feeling through. You You don't want to stay in the frustration uh, zone, but to not beat yourself up and to realize, okay, I'm like, I'm moving up. (laughs) And then you can think like, what gives me a little bit more relief? Like, so to then, you know, to, to sort of go up from frustration when you can, and to then feel maybe like neutral about something. So you're not feeling so frustrated anymore. And, and then you can, so I like to play with it like that. I feel that playing around with our thoughts, because I find that it's our thoughts that affect how we feel. Often, if I'm not feeling great, I'm like, what am I focusing on? I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't feel so good when I think about that. So I'm going to yeah. shift my thought to something that feels a bit better. Yeah, yeah. I know that you do customized sessions where you have fun playing with wellness techniques that allow you to experience happiness. And that was kind of a a question that I had too. Like, do you get people who are maybe like clinically depressed, like mildly or anything like that? And are you able to help them? Or is this really more of a practice for people who are, is that just kind of a whole different thing? I mean, do you work with people in that state? Just curious about it. Right. So I want to mention, I'm not, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a therapist. Mm-hmm. I'm a laughter yoga leader. I have consulting hypnotists. I teach meditation. So I teach different techniques to help people feel good or feel better. So what I offer is complimentary, not free, but I mean, but complimentary in the sense that it doesn't replace medical attention, or if somebody is on medication for something, it doesn't replace yeah, anything that they're already doing with. Um, so I definitely think that people uh, should also be speaking if you know, to their medical doctor, if they have concerns about how they're feeling, it, it can be helpful to speak to, you know, medical doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, social workers, so anyone in their um, in the healthcare field. But then if they're feeling drawn to trying additional things to feel good. Oh my gosh, yes, they can work with me if they feel drawn to it for sure. Because not everyone's for everyone, not everything is for everyone. So we're so fortunate to live in a time where there are so many resources and so many authors and, and teachers who are teaching all these things like feel good techniques and ways, different helpful techniques to feel good or feel better. So I think it's all about being open-minded and trying different things, trying different techniques and seeing what feels right for you. So yes, I work with anyone who feels drawn to, to working with me in a positive way. Yeah, that's fantastic news. Just because I was thinking about there is a spectrum every day that, you know, that we're on. And I have actually never experienced a really deep clinical depression, but I know some people do. And there's probably Mm -hmm. people listening who are like, but I'm really depressed right now. So can I just try laughing? Like, I mean, there's no harm in that. I would think that, you know, that would be something to try, even if you're feeling really, really down. Exactly. Yes. I feel that. And if anybody has any concern about, Mm -hmm. you know, because laughing is 
there, there's a, an aerobic component to it. So if anybody mm-hmm. does have any physical concerns for any reason, always consult your medical doctor to see if laughing could be a positive thing or otherwise. So def- all that to say, I think everyone's different and I'm not a medical doctor. So people should always consult the medical doctor for any medical related questions or concerns. Um, yeah. Yeah. Physical well, or mental. But yeah. So what I offer is really complementary to what they're discussing or doing with their healthcare team of professionals. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Like get, you know, get the medical side of things taken care of if you need to. And then mm-hmm. this is an absolutely amazing boost. It's an amazing opportunity to bring more joy into your life. And here you are, Lauren, doing it one person at a time. What a mission, like what a way to live your life, like to be a joy, happiness expert and help <laughs> lift up other people. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure. And I mean, what I love is all these things that I teach, they help me that, you know, we're all human, no matter who we are, what our background is, what we teach or share, we are all human beings and have ups and downs. And so all these, all these things that I teach and share, it's stuff that I practice in my own life that help me feel good. Like we said, nobody can feel a hundred percent all the time, but all these things help me feel good or feel better. And then I just get so excited to share with others if, if it can help them too. So it's, it's a win, win, win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, tell my listeners where they can find you. I have a website. It's law of happy one word.com. So that's my website. You can find me on Instagram. My uh, Instagram handle is at the or the T H E law of happy. Uh, you can find uh, my book that you mentioned, uh, my book, you are love with a um, guidebook for happiness and self-love and finding your fun. It's basically a summary of all of the wellness concepts that are out there. I put it in the form of like a quick guidebook that can be easily accessed and it's illustrated and it's interactive and uh, you can find that on Amazon or online wherever you know where where, where books are sold so yeah there are different ways to find me online (laughs) great thank you so much for coming on my show today Lauren I think that we don't put enough focus on laughter and happiness and joy and I think it's fantastic what you're doing Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I think what you're doing is amazing. And this was a lot of fun to, uh, to chat and share all this stuff together. So thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy life to listen to today's episode. I love learning about what makes you brave. I'm here with you. I see you. I hear you. And I want to hear from you. I want to know how you're showing up as being brave and authentic connect with me on Instagram at She's Brave Podcast, or come join our community in the She's Brave Podcast Facebook group. I'm sending you so much love. Until next time, keep being brave.